Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Sonos. Sonos is offering the listeners of Dungeons and Demogorgons 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com. This offer is available for a limited time only and cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. Use the promo code STRANGER10, capital S-T-R-A-N-G-E-R-1-0 at Sonos.com to receive this offer. Dustin and Steve arrive at Dustin's house to find the baby Demogorgon has managed to shed its skin and tunnel out of the storm cellar. They decide to bait it into a trap they've set at the old junkyard with the help of Lucas and Max. At night, not one, but a half dozen Demogorgons surround them, and the kids manage to survive only because the monsters are called off elsewhere. Meanwhile, Will is being studied at the lab, and seems to be losing his memories and personality at an alarming rate. He claims to receive a thought from the shadow monster that is trying to hide from him, a spot on the tunnel map that he thinks may prove to be a vulnerability. The inscrutable Dr. Paul Reiser dispatches a team of heavily armed men through the tunnel system to find the weakness. They are led to the same bone-ridden chamber that Hopper was recovered from. There they are jumped by the Demogorgons and quickly torn to pieces. As Will tearfully apologizes for leading the men into the trap, he warns that they are coming. The Demogorgons begin to climb the tunnel shaft that leads to the heart of Hawkins' laboratory. Welcome to Dungeons & Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we just watched Season 2, Episode 6, titled Chapter 6, The Spy. Uh, what do you think of this one? Stranger Things, more like Scrubbing Hopper, am I right? <laughs> well, you're uh, not wrong. <laughs> I yeah, it's a fucking another phenomenal episode that yeah. makes me, that's really challenging me to not watch more. Mm-hmm. Uh what did you think? Yeah, man, I can't believe how this story continues to unravel in such an engaging way. I I think it's because it's still such a big question like what is going on? Like what is the upside down? Right. Uh what is this creature? What are its powers? I think those are the things that are keeping it engaging right now. Plus and all, unfolding that stuff piece and, by piece. And all the mundane stuff like Steve and Nancy and Jonathan and yeah. Dustin and Lucas and Max and what's going on with them and, uh, you know, what's going on with the families. Like you've got these this big cataclysmic stuff, but then you've also got these small personal stakes. And there's not – it's it's kind of a testament to how much we like these characters that we're just as engaged by whether – Nancy and Jonathan are going to make a love connection as we are whether, you know, Dustin's going to be able to trap his Demogorgon. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty nutso. Uh, and I'm, I'm really, I'm really digging it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just noticed for the first time in this episode, that they've put uh, Billy and Steve together on the same credits panel. 
which I thought was a nice touch. Oh, because, interesting. Yeah, they, they the kings of be, Hawkins. Yeah, they seem to be connected somehow. Although Steve is very much off on his own mission now with Dustin and, right. and the guys, right, and and the girl at this point. Yeah, so. and it's like you know, from Steve's perspective, how can he be intimidated by a guy like Billy when he's gone toe to toe with a half dozen Demogorgons? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's like okay. Call me when your face opens up and you try and eat. <laughs> right, me. sick moves on the 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 hardwood dude, but <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> I've bashed brains out of like two different demigorgons tonight. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wonder how they're going to resolve because, like, you know, there was a bully subplot with the younger kids in season one that got resolved by uh, broken legs and forced urinations and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder, and then the other thing is, shit, L wasn't even in this episode. Hopper tries to reach out to her through the Morse code CB system. He doesn't even know that she's not home. Um, yeah. I, I when, God damn, that's yeah. I'm just kind of being blown away by the <laughs> fact that L has been divorced from most of the main plot this entire series, mm-hmm. and the show hasn't really missed a beat. Yeah. They could it, certainly use her right now. Right. I, feel. I mean, remember we were discussing like, man, I wonder when Elle will show up. Maybe it'll be episode two, maybe episode three, maybe episode four. Well, she uh-huh. showed up in episode one, but she's not really shown up. Yeah. In yeah. episode six. And I never like if you'd asked me if when will if it you know, when will Elle over under episodes for her to get reunited with the boys, it certainly wouldn't be this far. And there's really mm-hmm. no end in sight. There's no natural connection to return her back to the main plot. In fact, we forgot to talk about this last episode during the psychic flashback she has as she goes through her mother's memory when her mother busts into the rainbow room where all the special children are being held. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like eight is there. Yeah. A yeah. little uh, a, a girl of, of Indian descent or mm-hmm. Pakistan's like, I don't know, um, some sort of it's a pan-Asian culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because... You know, what What was 11? Like three or four? And that little girl was like seven or eight. So if 11 is yeah. 12, 13, eight could be 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, so certainly, like it, certainly heisting age. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it feels like that. If you, It's prime heisting age. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like that the, her arc is going to lead her even further. I mean, you know, eight's right. over there in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So if she starts pulling on that thread, it's going to lead her even further. Like maybe eleven just never gets gets back to the boys this season. She might not. Yeah, and I think I'm okay with that. They've been going really How strong with not these two okay separate stories. Yeah, yeah. Until they give me a reason to go, man, I really wish Elle and the boys right. were back right together. Then I'm fine with it. Yeah, um, and like I think. It's probably, in retrospect, a good decision because L would have made a lot of this season easier. Yeah. Like, L in the bus junkyard at night, shrouded in fog, like, she mm-hmm. can snap all those Demogorgons' necks or dispel them to the Shadow Realm or do, like, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. whereas it's it's just it's just two, three little kids and Steve with a fucking rusty nail baseball bat. <laughs> That's some genuine stakes. Like, yeah. I audibly gasped when... There was one Demogorgon, then two, and he looks over and there's like three. I'm like, shit. Yep. There's no way Steve can beat all these. And he couldn't have. No, he couldn't. It's a damn good thing. Like, like Will apologizes, and it's a damn shame those uh, soldiers had to die. But, like, Steve and those kids have been torn to pieces had it not mm-hmm. been for Will setting that trap. Yeah. Now, 
so did the monster pull one over on him or was that actually a sense because i was weird uh, up until will uh said oh i'm sorry i led them into a trap i just assumed that the, as the men got to this sensitive spot that the demogorgon recalled or i'm sorry the shadow monster recalled the demogorgons to like protect itself yeah i thought so too but it doesn't appear to be that way because will says this was a trap that yeah that he unknowingly sprung i guess which that's the other thing i understand is why did they need to do that why couldn't the demogorgons just like in secret where no one was watching popped up and bum rushed the hole and tore up their lab uh because somebody was always watching i guess i don't know yeah they but had like flamethrower guys and right they needed to get the drop on them maybe with the fog lead like maybe like uh yeah may, maybe I, I, is that all the soldier goons they got? They've got the two military police and all the dudes in the hazmat. So they just they cleaned lost, them out. Yeah, they lost all their goons. What do you do when you lose all your I'm, goons? I'm worried. Once again, word for Hopper because Hopper's sitting there and like, is he still wearing surgical scrubs? Yeah. surgical gown. He's sitting there in surgical gown, and there's nothing but a pane of glass between him and these demogorgons. I hope it's at least bulletproof glass, but I don't think it's going to stop him. Uh, I, I just, I, I, think, I continue to feel so fucking bad for Will. Yeah. Because now not only is he affected mm-hmm. and is he being racked with pain at every turn, but right. now he's affecting his friends and it's going to get them all killed. The, the guilt that he's got to feel for all this being, <sighs> you know, I know he's being manipulated, but still. Yeah. It got even worse for him this episode. <sighs> Do you know who I feel bad for? <laughs> Who's that? Dr. Paul Reiser. I feel like we've unfairly maligned this guy. We don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. Every piece of evidence, when he's all alone, like he's trying real hard to find a way to save the town without killing this boy. He knows he's being watched. (laughs) By the camera? By By, by by the director of photography for Stranger Things? By Murray, by, by Joyce. He knows that it's not time to spring the trap yet. By director Andrew Stanton, like, I, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, are you just taking the piss, or do you think? <laughs> of course. Okay, well, because I, I was like, maybe you're just like Holden's truth at all. There's no way Paul Reiser can be a good guy in a 1980s era science fiction flick, which certainly seems like an ironclad theory. But I just, it just seems true. like it seems like he's trying his best. If he's if he's evil, it's more of a lazy kind of arrogant. Yeah. Uh, well, here's oversight the thing. than it is uh, an active, like, <laughs> Dr. Brenner kind of evil. The the only thing that has separated, in my mind, Dr. Brenner from Dr. Evil Paul Reiser mm-hmm. is the fact that Dr. Paul Reiser was willing to go into the hole himself. There's another distinction. Dr. Brenner? Never. Dr. Brenner sends in a guy who gets chewed to pieces. Although Dr. Brenner did suit up Shepherd? and go to that... Shepherd? Uh, <laughs> he did go to that, uh, uh, the, 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 the garage or shed out back behind... Yeah, but that was Will's safe. House. That was safe as could be. Yeah. There was no Demogorgon activity there. He no go into the act. vaginal dimensional gateway, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Paul Reiser will. So, Murray at the Murray house. Okay. Some yeah. some chemistry and shared trauma came together, and Nancy and John go to meet at night. And they do meet. Yeah. Clandestine. They've got a, they, they've got a new understanding. What does this mean for Steve? Steve wasn't wrong about Nancy and Jonathan. Yeah, I think st- I, he I, was right on. Uh, yeah, and the fact that like. You know, Nancy liked Steve. Steve was the, what, safe choice? Is that what he said? Is that what Murray said? Yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah. But why did... He he was a jerk about it, not Murray, Steve. Steve was a jerk about it. 
but he wasn't wrong. Yeah, right. Well, and then, you know, again, like, Nancy seems like she was, she had to get drunk to, to, to get the courage to say it, but she was speaking the truth that night. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And that's the thing, like, I still don't know what to think of Jonathan. I kind of don't like Jonathan as much as I like Steve. Like, Steve was cool this episode. He was brave. Cool. He's given, yeah. he's given, uh, you know, trying to help out Dustin with women tips and hair tips, although <laughs> I do think Dustin's in the right. Like, look, Steve, you've got great hair and yeah. good cheekbones and nice stature, mm-hmm. and that goes a long way to your charisma and confidence. And a BMW. And, yeah, and you got a BMW. And I just got two front teeth. That's what I'm working with. I got this yeah. trill thing that I can do. And I can guarantee uh-huh. he can follow Steve's instructions to the letter, mm-hmm. and his hair is going to look terrible. <laughs> Yo, it's going right. to look worse than it does now because that's just not the hair he has. Yeah, you got to find it the, the way your hair can look yes. cool, Dustin. Yes. Um, and it's probably like Justin Timberlake's hair circa 2000. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, go with the white boy fro. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I really like Steve. He's, he's, uh, you know, you get him, get him away from like a, some kind of hormonal situation. He's pretty cool. He is. Yeah. As Dustin says, he's awesome. Yeah. There's something about Jonathan that just kind of bugs me. I mean, he's a good it's guy. It's his Ray Liotta face. We know. That is, yeah. <laughs> and his, his raging cocaine habit. Uh, it's <laughs> no, there's something like very passive about him, but he is a very active player in this, right? He is. A lot of the times, the one he? pushing the plot forward. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like every time it's always been like Nancy is the one that came up the plot. Nancy's the one that took the Murray. Nancy, you know, like yeah, yeah. This season, I'm thinking like last season when they're fighting the Demogorgon, he's all about it. Yeah, but arguably, if Steve wasn't there at the baseball bat, it would have gone real bad for him. It might have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was also his brother at stake, so he cared a little bit more. I think. Uh, what's going on with Will? Is so like they keep they do this brain scan and like it's like it looks like all of his brain is being taken over. Just mm-hmm. nearly ninety percent of it's been taken over by the shadow monster. Yeah, I think that's to indicate that th- this trap is coming, right? Do you think that that will because now that Will's proven to lie for the for the shadow monster? Do you think the stuff he was saying about not being able to recognize Bob or the Doctor or Jim that was mm. a play? That was because the thing Maybe, is, is like, but I don't know to what end. The yeah. shadow monster doesn't want to get flamethrowed. Yep, and it it, it caused gotcha. doubt and confusion amongst the group by making Will scream and suffer, and then seem like he had actual psychic trauma happen to him. I just wonder if this is all a ruse. Yeah, it it's possible because at the end of the episode, sure. Will seemed a lot more Will like than he had until that point. Yeah, it kind of uh, released its hold on him. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, still, still got got heart emoji eyes for for Bob. For Bob, Bob is really rolling with this new comic book reality that he he's living in. <laughs> uh huh. You know, it takes like a champ when when Will doesn't recognize him. Uh, it just just uh, seems like he's an island of stability there for for Joyce. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Bob's Bob's all right. I've I've warmed to Bob uh, in these last few episodes. We're getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. 
just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Today's sponsor is Sonos, the wireless home sound system that fills as many rooms as you want with great sounding music, movies, and television. Uh, we have Sonos has been sponsoring for us for uh, a couple months now. We've got a lot of Sp- Sonos gear in our house, and I love it. Um, the one that they sent us, it's literally the one, the Sonos one they sent us to evaluate is their first foray into like uh, the voice activated markets. That's mm-hmm. like uh, it's it's got full on Amazon Alexa integration. Um, I understand that they're trying. They're, they're going to eventually get all the others, like Google at Home stuff, uh, working there as well. I yeah, also it's... noticed on their website that right now the Sonos system already uh, can integrate with uh, an, an Amazon Echo device, so mm-hmm. you can essentially th- the way these things work um, is you can just say things like Alexa, uh, play. Kendrick Lamar, and sure. it will open up your Spotify account, your Google Play account, and start playing the music. And they've got this awesome little app that makes setup a breeze. You just open the box, plug in the device to a wall outlet, download the app, and then you're pretty much done. Like, I laughed out loud the first time I got these <laughs> things out and had a fully operational home theater system in like five minutes. Um, and it integrates into all your favorite music apps, your favorite podcast apps. Uh, it really does it all. And that's the thing, like, I know some people get frustrated with the personal assistant technology when they're using it in their car or with their cell phone. And I don't know what changes about the form factor. Like, maybe they can put, like, a giant, like, like maybe 90% of this, this structure is a microphone. There might be a supercomputer in there. I it, don't it, know. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, it is the, the, the difference in its ability to recognize their voice and, and, and from a distance and is just, is just amazing. I, I cannot believe how how easy it is to use. And maybe, like I said, maybe the messages go straight to the Department of Energy. I mean, and I they it, decode them. It's 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 really changed how I do things. 
like when I'm in the morning uh, and I'm getting my bag ready to go, I'll say, you know, hey, Alexa, what's the weather like today? And it'll sit, it'll t- give me the forecast or mm-hmm. I can ask when the movie times are. And there's just, just all kind. I'm always finding really cool things when my hands are busy, like I'm in the kitchen. I can tell it to pause music or go to the next track. And it works like that. So, the- uh, and don't think you actually need to have like an Amazon Echo or Dot or anything to use this because I was a little confused at first. Mm-hmm. It's built in to the Sonos One, the Sonos so you one just had- need the Sonos One to take advantage of that. Indeed. And uh, the other thing that maybe we should say to most about is is, is how mu- how well these things work, as how how good they sound. Yeah. Like, I don't have the best ear myself, but you can go and read reviews, and everybody talks about how amazing the sound that comes out of these speakers, how full it is, how powerful it is. Like, like I can literally feel the difference yeah. when I'm sitting in front of it. Yeah, and that's the thing. is like, I haven't even really cranked these things up. Yeah. Like, you know, they're, 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 I'm, I'm afraid to destroy my house. <laughs> it might. If I fired up all the Sonos gear I have at once and said, Alexa, turn it to 100%. <laughs> I got a 90-year-old house. Like, like yeah. it, it, I, I'd, I'd, I'd be afraid to see what would happen. It'd be like Marty McFly in front uh-huh. of Doc's, Doc's speaker <laughs> set. Just gets blown through the back wall. Uh, they're great if you like if you like movies, music, video games, uh, TV with punch, uh, with clarity. Uh, check out the Sonos, and now they've got voice activation with Sonos One. Jim, what is the deal for Bald Move listeners? So right now, Sonos is offering the listeners of Dungeons & Demogorgons 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com. The offer is available for a limited time only, cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. To take advantage of it, go to Sonos.com and use the promo code STRANGER10. It's capital S-T-R-A-N-G-E-R-1-0 at Sonos.com to receive the offer. Uh, I do want to talk about Max getting back with the group because... Um, you know, Lucas has, they've been on the outs for a while and she still wasn't totally on board, but I guess she's, she's coming along for this operation and now she's back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel really shitty that she had to have her skateboard broke in order to get back into the group, but that's how it goes, I guess. How did, how did the skateboard get broken? Do you, you said Billy that, broke it. Why do you think that? Because it's hard to break a skateboard like that Is when it? you're a child. Yeah. Okay. If a grown ass adult like jumps up on a banister or uh-huh. something and- uh-huh crushes down on it it might right, snap but right. i think billy broke that thing huh I as punishment that... for for talking to lucas right oh because he said you're gonna you know what happens when you lie huh so that's why i think he broke he it bro- broke some of her shit yeah and she's gonna be in so much trouble when she gets back home yeah so much fucking trouble yeah we did learn a lot more about her uh yeah. that so they lived in california her dad's still out there, mm-hmm. so it seems like she likes her dad because he, she said that her mom wanted to move to Indiana to get a fresh start with Billy's father. So yeah. they're half bro- they're they're stepbrothers and sisters, mm-hmm. um, and his brother is very angry about this. Yeah, which I mean, show me a teenager that's taken from California and moved to northern no. fucking Indiana. No. That's not. Trust me. Yeah, speak you can, with some you can authority. Speak to that. <laughs> it's no good. So, parents, Poor. if you're thinking about doing this and you live in California right now, don't do it. Well, young Jim Jones was ripped from San Diego <laughs> and forced to to trek to the the cultural wasteland of Mooresville, Indiana. And, I'm. I'm uh, it's still, still, still so angry and bitter. Your your life can turn out okay, and I like to think most of mine has, but <laughs> it's a hard road to hoe. Like yeah. once you tasted eighty degrees year round. 
Right. Uh, the, the fires might scare you out. If if you're worried about the fires, I understand. So I don't. Are Come we? To Indiana, no I, I don't know that we're going to find anything more fucked up about this family other than just a standard kind of angst and trauma from a separation and being moved away from your friends and loved ones, and yeah, also the racism that Billy's got somehow. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I I wonder. You're right. There's there's big bad things coming for Max and Lucas because it seems like that's the relationship that seems to be budding. Like Dustin is mm-hmm. like angry. It's it's funny too because Dustin and Lucas are having this private conversation about like why did Lucas tell and why did Dustin not why did Dustin keep the Demogorgon away from them and they say their cooldown there. It looks like they're about to shake but they're interrupted. But then later that night, Dustin's pretty angry. Yeah. Um, at Max and sends Max over to Lucas, and they seem to be the one that's really bonding. So, I mean, who's going to save Lucas and Max from the wrath of Billy? I, is, Steve? Is, is that is that where Eleven's going to? Do you think? I mean, Steve could that can... be the the tension here? Is Steve gets in with this group of younger kids and doesn't like how Billy's treating her, and he stands up because I don't. The yeah. thing is, is I don't think that it feels like that Billy just can can beat Steve silly. Like he's just much stronger and, and, Maybe, and bigger I mean, than him. I don't know. I see Steve like get down in the dumps every once in a while yeah. and feel like he's not good enough or something. Yeah. And then I see th- there are like two different Steves. There's that Steve, and then there's a Steve who's in like Steve mode, awesome Steve mode, uh-huh. and can do shit like Stone bash Cold, a Demogorgon Steve, as Steve it jumps Austin, yeah. at him. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. I-, I feel like there are two versions of Steve, and I know Billy can take the one version. I'm not totally sure about the hmm. other version. Hmm. We need to get Billy down. We need Steve at his most Steveness, and we need to we somehow. We need to see what. Yeah, we, see, we need to. We need to depower Billy. Cut his hair, <laughs> like Samson. Put sleeves on him. <laughs> Put him in a straitjacket so he can't reveal his abs. <laughs> then, then Steve can prevail. Yep. Uh, this is so. You know, speaking of that bus yard scene, number one. Super cool to go back to that location because I think that was my favorite location from the first season. It was great. Yeah. And the industrial 80s synth music they were playing as the kids were getting their traps all squared away. Uh, mm-hmm. Just amazing. The, the soundtrack of this, this show is so good. Yeah. But I don't know what else there is to talk about because this was um, – this this was the shortest recap I had in terms of notes because it's very action oriented, which is usually easy to recap. Um, and it is, uh, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a transition episode, which it's an action packed, yeah. entertaining one. But mm-hmm. you know, whenever you're dealing with a trap, you're essentially delaying something to the next plot point. And you know, the Hawkins Lab's about to be invaded. Yeah. Uh, Spe- speaking of, it's a trap. I did like the Mike shouting, "It's a trap." It's trap. Mm-hmm. Thought that was a nice shout out to Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, which would have been right around this time, a little bit, a little bit after this. I Return of the Jedi? Are you talking about? Yeah, maybe a little bit Return before the, this. Yeah, because like yeah. What, was Empire eighty two and Return of the Jedi eighty five? Maybe. I mean, look, Star Wars ruled the eighties. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So Return of the Jedi though might be a little might be a little bit early for Return of the Jedi. Miss slightly. Um. But yeah, no, if, you're, if I'm fucking wrong, 1983. Holy okay. moly. Okay, so yeah, 77, 80, and totally 83. Could be, totally could be, it's a, it's, it's a trap. Okay. Um, yeah, I like that. And you pointed out when we were watching that this sonar stuff with 
Oh. Uh, all these blips like coming in from every direction looked like the alien. And now that the sound and that the sound like high it, yeah. frequency ping and like you know Paul Reiser's like frantically eyes playing over the screen like it's <laughs> right. yeah I totally got aliens flashback. I think he's having aliens he's flashbacks. Having, yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. What what are they going to do now that the threat has kind of breached their contamination or their containment of it rather? Uh, you, I, what do you do with this town? Do you nuke the fucking town? I don't know. I don't think so, because as we discussed, without Hawkins, you don't really have a, a Stranger Thing. And I don't even know if it would work if they did. This whole thing is underground, right? Hmm. True. Need some bunker busters? <laughs> I guess so. Need to just nuke it from orbits. Orbit's the only way to be sh- sure. Yeah. Uh, if only Bill know, Paxton man. was still around, he'd know what to do. I really don't know how they're going to resolve this. Uh, it might be something where it remains unresolved at the yeah, end of the season. The other thing is I'm wondering how Jonathan and Nancy resume the plot because all the adults are stuck in the lab. Yeah. All the kids are... I don't know where they're they're at. It seems like that's the thing. It's like the kids all band together, but there's going to be some super friction because there's a friction between Dustin and Lucas already, and there's going to be the massive friction between Steve and Jonathan. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll Not see sure. because uh, we got a, got got the last three episode arc that we'll be uh, concluding tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I have. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Because I have a bit of feedback. Okay, let's get to feedback. I braved the mailbag and the forums to to try to to to, to dig out some nuggets here. Rob from Ohio says, "Can we talk about how cool it is that Andrew freaking Stan directed two episodes of Stranger Things? I mean, the dude has two Oscars." Considering his only live-action direction was John Carter, I wonder if he's getting his chops ready to attempt to direct another live-action film. The thing okay. about John Carter is that was a giant bomb, but I've I've heard from everyone who's watched it that it was a, a pretty good science fiction movie that was poorly marketed, poorly named, and pretty expensive, so it just <laughs> didn't make its money back. But huh. uh, I'm surprised I haven't seen it yet because I I try to what, give almost all science fiction a, a try. But yeah, do you know? Do you recognize Andrew Stanton? Uh, I didn't, but holy shit, yeah, I've seen a lot of his stuff. <laughs> he is. He is. He's the Pixar guy. He's basically. the Pixar guy. Other yeah. than I forget the other guy, the the John Lasseter. Like mm-hmm. he is the 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 A one guy at Pixar. Uh, Done written, all the Toy Story. Written directing Bugs Life, Finding yep. Nemo, Wall E, Monsters uh, Inc. Toys, all the all three Toy Story films, Monster Inc. Like mm-hmm. he, and that's the thing. Like it's all about telling a story. Yeah. And you can do it in live action. You can do it in animation. The, the only difference is like the medium and the budget. But like this guy can tell a story, and he is is, is telling telling the the Duffers brothers story, telling it telling its ass off. He sure is. Michael A. Stranger Things is such a joy to watch. No television show more effectively or efficiently endears its characters to its viewers. That's a good way to say it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a ruthlessly efficient endearing machine. <laughs> Uh, this is largely in change from season one, except the work they've done with Will. During season one, you care far more about Will surviving for how devastating his death would be on Joyce and his fellow AV club members. When the fake body is fished out of the quarry, the emotional punch is seeing his friends crushed and his mom try to cope. But in this season, the Duffer brothers do a great job of showing how hard it's been for Will to assimilate into his normal life. Between him being teased, his fear when he's temporarily and upside down, his difficulty to restart his familial and friend relationships, I care far more for Will's safety this season not because of its effect on other characters. Yeah, it's a more direct cause and effect. Uh, Will was a MacGuffin in season one. Yeah. Where now he's a real person and a character in his own right. And like I said, I think it's 
we, we said this in the preview podcast. It's, I think it's pretty smart to make Will such a central character this season since he got kind of shafted last one. Yeah, and honestly, like, they haven't done – they didn't do a ton of work up front um, in this season to really make – like to endear Will to us. I think there was enough done, but when you combine it with what was done in season one with the flashbacks with his mom and the kind of feelings we had about him already, it was just enough mm-hmm. um, to get me to the point where, yeah, I care now about whether or not Will is going to survive. Mm-hmm. Or rather – whether or not evil Dr. Reiser will kill him in his master plan. <laughs> he says, also, I find it ironic that you had an ad for a device that's always listening after episode three reminded uh, us of how Hawkins is being eavesdropped on. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, we're kind of doing the NSA's work for us. But on the other hand, don't have to get up from the couch all weekend. That's true. So. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> I'm not a terrorist. And I can order pizza from my couch. <laughs> <laughs> it's when I when I do turn when I do turn a domestic rebel. It's just going to be too easy for him. Yeah, that's one of the other things I want to talk about. Is the... isn't it isn't it funny? Like all these like last last season, like Hopper turns his turns his fucking house upside down to find the one listening device. Uh-huh. Do you know how many listening devices are in my house? Exactly. Cell phones, tablets. Laptops, TV, probably PlayStations, yeah. Amazon devices, Sonos devices, microwaves. If you believe Kellyanne Conway, like oh, they're Jesus. all fucking listening to it. Like so many Bluetooth devices, and yeah, exactly. It, it was in the eighties far more easy to get away with this kind of shit, right? Like right. Uh, sneaking out of your parents' house or or mm. trying to get information out without the government knowing. Nowadays. Right. You're being watched all the time. All the time. If yeah. they want to find something out, they will. It makes me want to revive our debate about privacy because that's like my, my thesis is privacy is a battle that we lost like 20 years ago, but nobody, mm-hmm. we haven't caught up to that. Because like, yeah, I mean, like since w- w- what was that movie we watched? The the Edward Snowden deals, the yeah. Snowden. Uh-huh. Like I know you, like we started like being better about encrypting our emails and <laughs> encrypting our text messages and our phone calls. But reality there could be backdoors in any one of these devices and they're just listening to us talk here in the studio sure. or at home and like how the hell would you even know mm-hmm. but i got i got a i got a blackout marker on the I'm, camera i'm here on using the... a wi-fi laptop right now <laughs> yeah with known vulnerabilities like it's but you got a piece of of duct tape over your <laughs> laptop's do. camera so it doesn't stop the audio <laughs> but you're not gonna see my fucking face um <laughs> All right. Uh, well, see, that's the thing. The NSA's got this new technology where it uses echolocation yeah. to build a Daredevil-style 3D model of your dick while you're sitting on the toilet, uh-huh. as long as you're tapping on your cell phone. Those taps are like bat sonar. <laughs> Scott F. I'm kind of hoping they leave a bit of the upside down a mystery. Personally, I've always thought the upside down wasn't always so upside down. In fact, it was no different than our dimension. Mm. All the same buildings are there. The only difference is this juicy alien-like organic matter growing everywhere when th- with the atmosphere being poisonous. Since in those humans that we've seen so far, it makes me think that the Demogorgon and the creature we see in the Season 2 trailer are one of the many that destroyed the Earth in an alternate dimension. The slug creatures from Season 1 are obviously made using human bodies as incubation chambers as we see the one crawling out of Barb's corpse and we see Will coughing one up. Uh, that doesn't bode well for our dimension. So this goes back to the preview podcast. We're talking about what is the upside down? Is it a transitional dimension? And he's mm-hmm. hypothesizing that 
it's straight up an alternate dimension of ours that the Demogorgons have already colonized? Are they working their way through the dimensions? Maybe. Um, I guess it's possible. We don't really have any information to say that one way or another. Right. I mean, that's the thing about, like, you know, to get Rick and Morty on the podcast a bit. Like, that's the thing about having infinite dimensions is it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. No. Like, there's a dimension where I spontaneously can bust it as I'm talking this microphone right now. Uh-huh. But, like, I'm not going to lose sleep over it because, sorry for that poor son of a bitch, this guy's still talking. Yeah. Uh, if it's, like, there's infinite dimensions and the Demogorgons are colonizing one by one, like, okay... Tell me when they're approaching my end of infinity, and I'll start to sweat a little bit. Uh-huh. So I, I guess I was hoping to keep it too infinite or mini dimensional, and like there's like you know there no there's their dimension that's radically different. It's an entirely separate universe, and there's our dimension, and they're trying to push through this. But you could be right, Josh. We'll see. Probably won't see this season. We might see yeah, two seasons it. from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that is the last of our feedback for the second set of three episodes. This concludes our marathon for Saturday. Uh, we will be back tomorrow for the last three episodes. Yeah. Uh, and a little bit of feedback then. I'm going to and... binge them tonight. Yeah. Tonight, Are I'm, you? I'm going to go binge them all. No. No, I can't do that. I'm tempted. I'm tempted, but I think it would fuck up the podcast. It I was would. super tempted to wa- watch episode <laughs> four last night. Yeah. And Cecily was trying to goad me into doing it, but we watched Sleepy Hollow instead. <laughs> All right. So, well, you're going to have to watch something else tonight. Maybe a different Christopher Walken, Scott, <laughs> Scott Van Dien, or Casper Van Dien. Casper Van Dien, yep. Uh, oh, yeah. There's 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 many many of the Casper... Uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, many Casper Walken uh, collaborations over the years. Mm-hmm. I'm sure at least one. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's it. We'll be back uh, tomorrow for the last three. Send those feedbacks in to strangerthings at baldmove.com. We actually got a decent amount for, it looks like, for, like, you know, just overall wrap-up thoughts on the forums and in emails. But keep sending them in to strangerthings at baldmove.com. Uh, you can participate in the forum threads at forums.baldmove.com. There's one for each episode, so no matter where you're at in your binge, you can get in there and be spoiler-free and contribute to the conversation and if you want to keep up with this here marathon we're doing, uh, just follow us along on the, what social media of your choice or follow on baldmove.com. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. See you then.